1: Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite.
2: Before you have money or get to rent, all you want is a million dollars. That's all you want. You're not signing for that. You're not. Doing it. But in your mind, in your hood, you just feel like, that's just what every, like, that's the goal. So if somebody say sign this, buy some, sometimes you don't, you just know that you're trying to get a million dollars. Then you get a million dollars and you realize, <laughs> not <laughs> enough. The label, man, I, I'm supposed to have more than this. My graduates from my school
3: being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. <laughs> Backdrop. Backdrop. All right, guys, welcome back, EYL. This is going to be a dope episode. <laughs> if you know us, you know we big fans of the music. Interview some of the brightest stars. Shout out to my man, Tip. Shout out to Rick Ross. Shout out to Khaled. Sure. Am I missing anybody? Uh, we met a bunch of them. Styles, Styles P. My um, brother. Jim Styles. Jones, of course. Jim, my
0: brother Jim. We've done a lot of stuff with him.
3: Um, but <clears throat> today we have the honor of speaking with Tony. Uh, two chains breathing yes yes (laughs) yes. my breath two chains man one of the dopest lyricists but also a very interesting person when it comes i was doing some research businessman entrepreneur investor um father husband first and foremost of course so um this is gonna be a dope uh episode he has a new lp that's dropping congratulations thank you it's
0: your eighth one right seventh seventh yeah. Um, I, can I just say this real quick? Ill nigga alert, ill nigga. Alert. I just gotta say it. Yeah. Just <laughs> <serious>. <laughs> I just gotta say it. <laughs>
3: True. So first and foremost, thank you for joining us, my brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No, nah, well, good man. So let's get into this. I want to talk about the business, but let's talk about the music first. Your new album, um, "Dope Don't Sell Itself." What's the inspiration behind that title?
2: If you if you substitute "dope" for you know for ideas, it, it's just basically about. You know what? What keeps the world going around, man? You got something that people may need or want. You need to, you know, you have to get out there and sell it. You can't to push you. Nobody's and it. Nobody's gonna knock on your door. Exactly, man. You got a good idea. You sitting at home on the sofa, and you're not, you not you're not putting it out there. You're not planting the seeds. You're not building a relationship. So, you know, that's the same thing. You know, I come from the trap. I come from the hustle. So, so that's why it got such a little edge to it because where I come from, you know, dope didn't sell itself. So you literally had to be. You know, and it was everybody doing the same thing, too. So what sets you apart? What makes you different? What makes whatever you have unique? Uh, you know what I mean? Is it personality? Is it product? You know, it's one of those projects. And it's um, it has uh, some great, great features and great yeah, production. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I got Moneybag, you know, Beat King, Lil Baby. Um, um, my no. artist Sleepy Rose. I got Dirk. I got, you know, Young Boy. I got Sway Lee. Um, Stove God, I got uh, a symbol. So it's well rounded, it's very concise, and this ADHD approved is only 12 songs. <laughs> 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 I,
0: when, when you were coming up with the the people you wanted to collaborate with, obviously Baby Hot, but like when I saw a symbol in there, I'm like, mm. this dude is hot. And if you don't know him and like get familiar with like this dude can really spit. Mm. From Oakland? From Oakland, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wallow just had yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's he ridiculous. He's there. So what was that process like? You said right, I got some of the established artists, but I got, I want to introduce the world to some some new heat. Like what was that process? Well, like? you know,
2: like this is 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 like it, it's not my last time doing trap music, but but putting it all in one in one one place. You know what I'm saying? And so it was important that I tapped in with the upcoming artists, but like most of these artists, they already cemented themselves in the game as far as like Lil Baby, Roddy Rich, Money mm-hmm. bad. You can see them having you know longevity in the game, and then you got. Stove God and you got Simple, who where you can see just upcoming and got the skill set to maintain a good career too. And uh, for me, I'm somebody that that collaborate with everybody. This is an album where it's just all fresh good. collaborations I haven't done with anybody. So it gives you that, it gives you that, Um, you know, voices there, they sounds obviously, but they instruments, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got these different instruments that
0: hadn't been together before on one track. That's what's going on on this album. Yeah, so you said this is your last trap album. Mm-hmm. So where are we going to musically from here? Like where are we going? Well, no, nah, it's just
2: no. Nah, I mean, I think just you know having a heavily eight hundred eight driven project. You know, I'm still gonna have that, but I just like to express myself in different ways. You know, I got Collie Grove Two coming shortly after this drop, and when I do stuff with Wayne, it's just uh, uh that's my dog. Yeah, it's always you know, it's always trying to set the bar high and you know go to the next level and be lyrically competent and competitive and just you know all of those things. So I'm I'm just looking forward to to what this year has in store for myself.
3: For real. So let's get into this conversation. Um, a lot of artists always complain on Twitter about not getting paid royalties, masters. I understand you own your masters. Yeah. You got it a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, I
2: have re- renegotiated.
3: What was the process of when you renegotiate your contract that, you know, getting your masters? Well,
2: when I, when I first signed with Dev Jam, I had a lot of leverage when I got my solo individual deal. And a lot of artists were signing 360 deals, which I didn't have to do. And a lot of other artists were signing five, six, seven album deals. My first deal was only four albums. So I literally been out of my contract and I kind of took the LeBron approach or an af- athlete approach, right? And I... Uh, yeah, I could control my own, <laughs> own narrative. So now I just want to sign for one, one year. Mm. But one year is really like one album, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and I want these things, you know, because I can still be, I am still relevant, and I can be a uh, independent superstar. I built a lot of relationships, but you know, it was very amicable. You know what I mean, Def Jam. You know, it's just like when you work for a company, you do stuff, you pay bills, you got a good relationship. They they listen. You know, it's not a, it's not. A, that's what it's about. So you get lawyers for it so you can negotiate certain things like that. So it wasn't that hard.
3: When you say you, you had more leverage, what, what made you have more leverage than a regular artist when you negotiated your first contract? Because once
2: I started taking my solo, when I started taking my individual meetings to get a record deal, my thing was to really see what kind of um, I was really trying to see what type of employees they had that could tap into the international market. I was already a domestic superstar. Before I signed my deal with Dev Jam, I was doing shows, I mean, from from everywhere from Idaho to to South Dakota. I've been to all of these places. I'm not just capping. So I was already like becoming a household name. So I needed somebody that can really make me an international, you know what I'm saying, superstar
0: when I get off, you know, Emirates or whatever, they know who I am, you know. You have your deal with Dev Jam Right, and you own your masters after you renegotiated, but the, your own record label is with Atlantic? Yeah, that's another little hustle I got. Yeah, so what What made you say, alright, I already have a foundation here at Def Jam, but let me build my own independent situation here over Atlantic. What was that process like for you?
2: Well, I'm sure it's business, man. You know I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket. And also, um, I always wanted to work with Atlantic. They have people that I've known for a very long time. I have a very high respect for. Mm-hmm. And so, when approaching this uh, situation, where I want to just, you know, put somebody else on, I feel like that'll that complete my legacy. I need someone else with my DNA to be very successful. So that's that's what the angle was. You know, we got some really really good people over there at Atlanta, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to kind of hang out at with that with that situation.
3: So um, we interviewed your partner Snoop. Oh, shout out to Snoop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Escobar oh, really? Lounge. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's dope. We that's, do an event. That's the homie. Esk- we Esk- did an event at Escobar. That's a yeah. fact. That's hard. I, you I think up. you actually came <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. <it> was <laughs> oh, I was about to say, damn, I've been no, smoking. So we year. had we had just left. We was like leaving and you was coming in I kind of remember that now when you yeah, said
2: yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember that yeah yeah, yeah yeah snoop is uh shout out my partner she's she's super and you know <laughs> business-minded <you>
3: know? <laughs> yeah so definitely that's is. the homie so so anybody not familiar escobar lounge is restaurant you have two two restaurants two we resta- have, uh
2: we have three going on three four. yeah so escobar is uh and it's you know two words it's esco Escobar esco bar and um uh, We've been open for five years. It's a lounge restaurant, you know, has all the vibes, you know, music, no hookah. And then we opened up another one called uh, Esco South, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is about 15, 20 minutes south of that one. Okay. And then over the pandemic, we opened up another one called Esco Seafood, that's in the highly um, traffic area of Edgewood in Atlanta. And it only serves seafood and it has the, some of the best seafood in downtown Atlanta. And now we're working on Esco Pizza, which would be like our late night spot, hangout spot. Mm. Um, and this should be, you know, opening it within the next 60 days. Shout out to Edgewood. Killer Mike. Oh, yeah. Killer Mike. Yeah. 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 A, we went to his stuff. barbershop. Yeah. No, nah, man. That's the, yo, Edgewood. Yo, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Killer Mike, got his stuff together too. Yeah.
3: So what made you want to get into that as far as like, we always hear restaurants like one of the hardest businesses. Mm-hmm. It's one, everybody wants, it's like a barbershop. Everybody wants to have a restaurant, but until they actually get one. like what Yeah, you want bro.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've all went through that. Cause you know, we don't do the necessarily. Uh, we don't do the necessary. Um, like D- due diligence. Yeah, yeah, we don't do it. We just be like, man, I want one of <laughs> these. Like, what you gonna do? I'm
3: gonna,
2: mm. I ain't be shut down in a year. I'm just blessed and fortunate enough to have a partner that has a very high uh uh iq when it comes to hospitality and i have a very high q when it comes to like ideas and marketing and when we teamed up it just was like it was a perfect situation because i had other you know other relationships i could bring in you know what i mean and make our situation look bigger so i was i had some property that that Snoop was interested in and then we just grew as friends and like minded people and business people and we end up, you know, going to business together and it's been uh, it's been a cool little run.
3: Yeah, that's that's what she said when we interviewed her. She said that um uh, when y'all like linked up and she was like, you know, like the business did it, and you was like, "Yo, I got these ideas, and mm-hmm. I know the people. I'm two chain, and it was like a perfect mm-hmm. marriage." Talk about like the benefit of partnering, because a lot of people don't fully understand like the benefit of actually having a partner, so you don't have to okay. do everything. I think you should. I think you should have a partner with everything.
2: I don't think you should do anything by yourself. Hmm. I mean, it's enough money, enough splits, enough everything for everyone. I don't think. And, you know, I never understand that. I don't think you should do anything by yourself. I think you should find somebody that's very passionate in, in whatever field that, you was look, that you're looking for. So I'm a great talent scout. Everybody that's around me, they, they, they do what they can do at the highest level. Whatever I need them for, you know, engineer to security to photography,
0: whatever is around me, they need to be doing it at a very passionate high level. So do you have visions of scaling it outside of Atlanta? we Thinking about going to other cities? Well,
2: yeah, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, ESCO has been internally franchised the last five years. You know what I'm saying? We're going on fourth place. So now we're about to start publicly franchising it so other people can, you know, and it'll take some of the, you know, relief of every day, you know, off of us, but we'll still be getting, you know, our percentages. So we'll be doing that.
0: We'll be kicking in that phase, you know, really soon too. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. So, so yeah, I had the, the lounge, right? Escobar Lounge in tapas mm. but you also got into, is it Pamper nail salon? Oh yeah, Pamper's so, right down the street from me. <laughs> Is that? <'cause> I, <laughs> I say pampered? that might be the new slogan. Major key. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know she, she was uh, doing a beautician salon uh, mm-hmm. right above one of the lounges. Yeah. So did y'all, did you have that vision from the idea that she had already created or is that something you had always wanted to do anyway?
2: No, it was something I always wanted to do, but I'm actually about to uh, transform mine into her business model. You know what I'm saying? Her business model is just like it uh takes a lot of the stress off of running the business because mm-hmm. you're letting um, she has suites, so she's letting each individual be their own landlord. Yep. I just think it's a really good idea. She has 3 of them and um you know I've had Pamper going on 2 years and it's a really cool laid back nail um, you know nail spa that offer different services, but I could I just see the bigger picture
0: with with maybe doing doing the sweets. Yeah, guys can go we we can go too. I know they be like, yo. Oh, starting point. Important. Important. No, I get I, yeah. Keep I, your hands I, I, clean, I don't keep know, keep your man, shoes I'm clean.
2: Not, first of all, I'm not worried about what no nobody say, especially nobody that don't know how to do nothing, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm You're just sitting down. I, I feel like man. you just censored yourself. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, yeah, did Pretty. I get my did I get my feet? rubbed. Like, what's not gangster about getting your feet rubbed? Like, that's not, I would never let anybody touch my, please. I be getting my pedicure, I be getting my manicure, I be, my restaurant right next door, I be having them folks frame me a
3: casa amigo margarita. <laughs> For real. Now nah, that's, um, cause she actually was talking about that, like this, the sweet. So it's like if you go to a barbershop to the public, like some barbershops, they have like the model where There's different like corners Mm -hmm. and it's like each barber is like responsible for their their own. It's like a business within a business. Like they rent the chair. So you don't have to micromanage it. Mm -hmm. It runs a lot more efficiently than having like a bunch of employees. Everybody's really entrepreneur. And then it's like you have the whole overarching thing taking portions of everybody's profit.
0: The the other advantage is that now if you have suites, you have a one-stop shop. So you get your hair done. Next door, you can get your nails done. Right, you get your pedicure. Then the next week, you get your eyelashes done. So you got all those things mm, in the same mm, place. You don't have mm, to go anywhere.
2: Yeah, I do. I
3: have all those.
0: <laughs> one, <laughs> we gave shot. the business plan away. I apologize. I mean, it's one. That's
3: necessary. It's necessary. That's dope. It's dope. Hey, it's everybody is one. one and it's not a lot of black-owned nail salon anywhere. I don't care where you are. Mm. Hardly any of them. I've never really seen a lot of black-owned nail salon places. Mostly all Asian. So yeah, definitely up here for sure. It's good to you know we're gonna go there. We might as well own it. There it is. It only makes sense. So um. Talk about uh, Pineapple Express dispensary.
2: Yeah, so Pineapple Express is a a dispensary that just opened on Hollywood and Vine in California, prime location down the street from Capitol Records. And I'm the um, second largest shareholder of this this dispensary. And um, it's going to be... very detriment to 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 my future passive income. You know, once it starts picking up traffic, you know, to kick out these you know monthly dividends, and once I get my
0: money back that I invested, it'll be all profit from there. You know? How did they approach you, um, or was it a situation where you were looking for somebody to partner with inside the space? Cause- nah, man,
2: I'm gonna be honest, man. Man, I can't, I can't even, I can't, I can't, I can't even
0: run from money, like. <laughs>
2: Like,
0: like, I can't even, and this is seriously, man. Yeah. You do it all without breaking a sweat. And you do it all in style. From being a boss exec to getting the kids ready for school, checking homework, family dinners, lunches and brunches with your day ones, trips to the salon, and weekend getaways that are anything but a getaway. That's why Infinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' basketball practices, not to mention your side hustles, it's all done with grace. The all-new Infiniti QX60 has available features like seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. It's the SUV designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. I get approached by so many things every
2: Week that literally, if I just tried to like run away from the money, I it'll chase it, it feel like it's, it's chasing me. So, I wasn't actually looking for anything, it chased me.
3: I don't chase money, money chase me. Lovers, mm-hmm. you know, what I said that. Shout out to Murder Mace, um, hip hop historian. That's a fact. We, we really are <laughs> it
0: predates to a certain right, but we'll, we'll go to another. So, zone.
3: let me ask you this about the um, let's go back to music for a minute. What is some of your advice for young? Because, like I said, I mean, we see. Every week it's different artists on Twitter complaining about their record label, complaining that they don't own their masters, complaining that they've never received money from music ever in the history of their career. And this is like very established artists, like some of the most popular artists. So
2: let me stop you there. You got to think, man, a lot of the times when artists end up going to Twitter with this, they start to educate themselves, they start to learn themselves, and they start to have money. They have money when they're renting on Twitter then. Before you have money or get to rent, All you want is a million dollars. That's all you want. You're not signing for that, you're not doing, but in your mind, in your hood, you just feel like that's just what every, like that's the goal. So if somebody say sign this, buy some sometimes you don't, you just know that you trying to get a million dollars. Then you get a million dollars and you realize, (laughs) not (laughs) enough. Label, man, I supposed to have more than this. Cause I, you know, a person, you know, I ain't have nothing. This person gave me a hundred thousand and took my pub, man, took advantage of, you know, whatever it is, but. It's really like, it's really two things. It is people that's taking advantage of somebody being gullible and hungry and thirsty to get their fame. It is that, that, it is that. But then it's the person that don't mind it because they want to be on, they want like, I sign this, you gonna gonna pay for my bit Like people, you're not even thinking. I don't know what artists think of like, nobody like you that much to pay for your video, (laughs) buy you a car, buy you clothes, Buy you jewelry and don't want nothing out of it. It's just not that. that I don't know what world is it. Nobody. Your daddy. Your daddy don't want do that for you. (laughs) Your dad. (laughs) Won't pay for your video, buy your car, your clothes. So you think this regular dude or executive is going to do that without getting something out of it. It's
0: really not as hard as people (laughs) making it seem. So speaking of your dad, because you rest in peace to your dad, you said that. When you got your first million you said i'm gonna go get this house so i'm wondering was the financial literacy because what you're speaking of is no. that something you learned or Mm-mm. was that something that you had been educating yourself before you stepped into the game
2: no so i'm somebody that learns off all my experiences and i didn't even know i learned up my experiences my mom was a loan officer when i was a kid mm-hmm. so she was always kind of in real estate or in that in that realm or being around real estate type of dudes my daddy was all has always been a hustler. He's he's never had a job since I've known him. You know what I'm saying he's always been a hustler. And um, the house that I have, uh, that I end up getting, I had when I first got my record deal in 20, I want to say 11 or something like that, going cold turkey from the streets, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of liquid, safe money in in safe. And so the first thing I did before I even got my record deal was buy my mama a home. Now granted, at this time her home was on. It was only like $100,000, but I bought it. It was a foreclosed home, uh, an ex-NBA guy mom had, and something happened, and the bank took the house or whatever. So it was it was customized kind of. It was a nice house. It had a pool and everything, and I bought the house for my mom, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I still had a lot of cash, and my dad, me and him were like super, you know, 100. I started going into this neighborhood um, that wasn't far from where we were staying. And the houses were like 700000 and all of this stuff. Now, keep in mind, I think I might have had not even 700, maybe close, right? And so my dad don't know how much money I got, but he's asking me, like, if you get this house, how you going to furnish it? And I didn't even think that far. I just thought about the exterior <laughs> of so the So then I'm like, man, I ain't taking your ass nowhere else. Like, Cause you just made me think. And it was like, it wasn't even a hard thought, but I really didn't think about that. I'm like, I can get this bitch. <laughs> and then he like, shit, what are we going to do about furniture? I'm like, man, come on. <laughs> and then, you know, I, it was another place that came up. I go see this place. It has all this acreage. It has everything I need. And then and my daddy go. He breaks in the house. Like, we break in to look at it. Like, oh, I like this. <laughs> I'm like, you like. You like, yeah, man. And we spiritual people. We prayed on it. And um, I was able. I was able to do that. I, I was able to buy the house then. I don't do things like that anymore. My mentality has changed. But early on I would try to buy things because I was afraid that if something happened to me or if I went broke. At least you I, have something I, I, I got mama house. That asset. I own mama house. I own this car. You know, I but I, I don't really do things like that. I don't mind putting a little something down. But at first I was trying to be broke, trying to be on zero. But you know what I'm saying? Because that, that makes me hustle more. And I already got these things. I did that for a very long time. It's like Dame Dash was talking about. Yeah, I put it back in the streets. Yeah, that's very stressful, though. You just always have to. No, but it's, it's, it's. Oh, man, I don't know how to say this, man. You need that. I don't know, like, for, for certain hustlers, I think when it's so much cushion. Get comfortable. I think it can make one lazy, you know what I'm saying? Another, just a little lethargy. I think when you just know, like, anybody that had money. When you start getting down, there, like, getting low, <laughs> it's a different feeling. You started like you started being like, man, I can't sleep. You get up. Yeah. You get up. You start just you start going places that you didn't feel like going. Like I don't I know, you know, it might be a relationship. I might meet somebody here. That's work me so, you know. I kind of like that. I like being on the edge a little bit
0: because I know how to get it. So this is, the, and we spoke about this before, but like setting new lows, right? And so like when you said it gets low, at that point you're probably. Like somebody's low might be if I had 2,000 in the bank If I had 10,000 in the bank If I had 100,000 Yours might have been like around that area Six figures It's like that's low But still it's still a, a sort of a cushion. on you like, I'm grinding this thing down to like. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. When I, I, I start getting on the millions, I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, okay.
2: Yeah, because different. that's different. You no, know, you'll go through those things. I yeah. have, man. I have, I have a, a lot of things that I take care of. True. Yeah. So literally, a, a million could literally be going in a year or something. I'm not gonna do. That. I'm not gonna blow my money like that. But when you taking care of everything, and it could, it could, it could go. I know people like a million, but it can.
3: Yeah, I know, I know. Facts. So um, you said something like people approach you all the time, decide what's good, what's not. Because that's a lot of like athletes, entertainers. They lose a lot of money by investing in friends' businesses that fail or, you know. So how do you how do you personally decide like this is good, this is a dub? Mm, I listen very well. I'm not investing
2: into any company unless the person themselves is investing into it. You have to have some kind of teeth in the game. You have to believe in yourself or your product. I don't care who. How rich or how poor you are, I'm not putting anything into it. So I know you put something into it. Um, I listen, um, and I I try to see if it's just disruptive to whatever market it's getting into. Like, is it like, oh, what my you know what you call it got this, or is it that, or is it a good idea, you know? And then you know, I go from there. I have a really good team of people that, uh, when things come across the desk, I get I get a peek at it too, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've been blessed to be a part of multiple you Know raises and VCs and a couple SPACs and a couple <laughs> yeah. things,
0: you know. Yeah, I, I think like that's the part right there. Like, we hear two chains talk about venture capitalism, we're talking about SPACs. I know one of the things you invested in recently was uh Helogen, mm, um, yeah. uh, which was is a, a SPAC, well, a SPAC investor, the solar energy company. You yeah. want to talk about that and, and the role, uh, Phyllis Newhouse and who she is and, and the role she had in oh, you yeah. investing in that,
2: yeah. Miss Newhouse is my mentor.
0: It's one of my mentors. We've known each other for
2: quite some time. We actually met on a flight. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't, um, I sleep really good on airplanes for some reason. <laughs> and normally when I get on them, I go to sleep, you know what I mean? And I've met three people my whole life. And I've been flying a long, I'm a Diamond Medallion member. I've been flying a, a long time. And I met three people that I, two of them I'm in business with. And you just reminded me of something. Two of them I'm in business with and one of them, um, you know help get one of my daughters in school and, and it's just like I built some very great relationships with these three conversations but one of them was Miss Newhouse who um you know has a cybersecurity company for for the Pentagon and mm-hmm. just does all like I wouldn't leave my phone around and I feel like <laughs> she's, a she's a powerhouse she'll break in that thing but she'll need you you know what I mean and she just you know she just checks all the boxes man she's um she's black female. Mm-hmm. She was in the military, you know, all the minority. But she's just very strong and positive and wants to bring people up and educate them at the same time. And uh, my, my other guy, Rashawn, I put them Sean together. Rashawn Williams? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I put them together and you know, it's just been
0: a lot of beautiful things coming out of these relationship, relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they approach you about the Helogen situation and you like, all right, this makes sense. <sighs> this is something that could be happening in the future. Yeah,
2: because it's it's crazy that the, but you know i mean we're living in web three we're living in the future right now and these people are you know reusing energy mm-hmm. you know repurposing the sunlight the sun which is like a source that you just you know you can't plug it up unplug it it's the sun you know what i mean and that and so that's what heli- heliogen is it's a solar energy um and you know, you, you, you know the car's about to start being electric. You just can see you the see trajectory yeah, exactly. of what's going on. Yeah. So I invested in into that, and then, yeah, they got bought by a SPAC yeah true. That, that I was a part of. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ernest, what's going on? This Black History Month, McDonald's is kicking off Future 22, a campaign celebrating 22 Gen Z leaders across the country who are making an impact on their communities right now. This generation may have the largest influx of young leaders since the civil rights movement. They're starting their own organizations, finding ways to empower youth and culture, standing up and speaking out. McDonald's is showcasing their efforts and the impact they're having on the world. Did you know there's a black sign language? Yep. It's a form of American Sign Language that truly speaks our language. Student J.C. Smith is an advocate for the black deaf and blind and an expert in BASL who works to help keep the tradition alive. McDonald's introduces his story and the stories of other Gen Z community leaders impacting the future on Instagram at WeAreGolden.
3: How you feel? You're talking about well, 3.0. How you feel about the metaverse? Yeah. <laughs> we saw said that. No, no, we
0: listen. Saw said that. <laughs> I just saw
3: something.
2: I just, yeah, I yeah yeah, I had a residency in the metaverse.
0: <laughs> was it was it true? Like, were you really in there for 24 hours? Straight? No. you oh,
2: right, right. got the Oculus? Yeah, I got the Oculus. No, but I was tired as hell when I took it off. <laughs> like that thing makes you tired. Like I like the metaverse will wear you out. <laughs> so much stuff to do. But yeah, um yeah, I had a show in there. And then I forgot I did a show for the Metaverse because it was like when pandemic first started. And it was like, why are people gonna pay me all this money to perform in front of nobody? <laughs> you know, and I go to a, like a real venue. And there's nobody there. They just got, like, cameras. You know, I got a band, a DJ. I'm like, this is, you know, I had to, like, act like people was here. Forgot I did it. Just forgot I did it, man. And I go in the metaverse, and I see big old billboard like the ones in Vegas. <laughs> like, two chunks. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell are you doing in here? <laughs> I'm not coming up thing. I'm doing a whole show. I'm like, yo! So you at Oh, you concert. oh, you, you want to see your concert? I want to see my own concert. <laughs> it, was, it was packed. A lot of people... It was like, man, you know, it's like when you go in those concert halls, it'd be like a little balcony. So it was yeah. probably about, oh man, maybe 20-something people, you know what I'm saying? But you know, <laughs> these little heads be walking around, <laughs> and, you know, you like give a little pound to one person. And, Did they know like, it was you? Like, No, because I had on my friend's oculus. And you know, like when you look in the uh, mirror- It was yeah. the other person. It was the other person. But I'm in the mirror, like, damn. I'm looking at me, I'm like, damn. And you know, he ain't got no hair. He's like, you know. So then I go into the, you know, the portal. And that's when I, when I come out the portal, I, it was right there. I didn't have to search it. I probably would have never found if I had to, like, search. But I went in there, and I'm looking up, and it, I was, like, right where <laughs> Buddy is. And I, I go in there, and it's like, I'm performing. And I was like,
3: what the hell?
2: It was just, it was really cool. It was, it was, it was
3: crazy. That must have been crazy to, to see yourself performing, and you on a, a different person's, like, Avatar. And I'm
2: playing to the camera. Like, I don't know, I guess that day I just was, you know, in one of on. the silly moves Dude. and I'm in that mood, Like, you know, and I'm just like, yo, you know, Tony. You know, bro. You know me. Just yo. trying to be a whole fan at this <laughs> like, time. Like, don't, be, that's don't act man, like yo. you. Yeah, don't, act like, <laughs> don't act And like I'm talking to people, you know, and I'm just like, because I I think my my voice is kind of distinct, you know what I'm saying. And I'm just wondering if people are like, yo, yo, is this two chains? But did they know it was you? Mm-mm, because I get, I'm looking like a whole nother yeah. person. Yeah, like <laughs> like,
0: just like Tony. Yeah, it like sounds
3: just like bro. But yeah. So, but how do you feel? Like to me, it's amazing, but it's also kind of scary, kind of too. It's I don't know. It's a lot of gray area. Like, what's your personal thoughts on like how we moving into this virtual world?
2: You,
0: you can't slow it. you can't do nothing about that. You know that you can't do nothing about it. Play the game. Yeah, you just got to be part of it. So that's the the key too, because I don't want any artists, especially artists, right? Like you said, you got paid to do this, right? Like they paid you a long time ago and you're just watching it now. So what is your advice to artists that are trying to like ignore the space and not really familiarize themselves with it?
2: I mean, you just let people, you know, catch up with it. When, when they
0: do. You know. Tony said he gonna take all the concerts until y'all ready. <laughs> nah, man,
2: I'm sure these artists smart enough to... It, it been in ball paper. I'm sure they'll pull up. Figure man. it these out. These not turning no, no money. They, I didn't. I didn't understand it when I did it. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell you... And I did a man, it's like I did an interview and they telling me, talk to you know, talk to basically talk to this. Yeah. This is people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to fathom that before this even comes out, you know. It's just something else. You yeah.
3: you you talked about um, changing your name. You was Titty Boy at first, two chains, Tony. And I heard you say something that was very interesting. He was like, you know, most businesses, they rebrand themselves after a couple of years. It's very important, yeah. not to stay stagnant. So talk about that as far as like, you know, staying relevant. And, and rebranding yourself, not not getting caught up in just being the same person forever. Uh, well, I
2: actually, that's something I learned from Miss Newhouse. So I'd be like, I'd in, be injecting my music career with stuff I'd be learning in business. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, businesses rebrand themselves. When we're talking about the metaverse. Facebook just changed their yep, name like they would It's a fact. Facebook.
3: <laughs> Formerly known, known as
2: Facebook. <laughs> you know, of course, I, my, my mom them still say Facebook. It'll take a minute to transition over, but some of the biggest companies ever, man, they, yeah. they revamped, they changed the logo. Yep. You ever seen the thing where well, you don't even realize how many times the logo changed on like Apple, like Apple. apple. It's just yeah. like, you know, the Apple got a little bite, a big bite. You know, yeah. it's just like... Yeah, the rainbow. <laughs> you
0: know,
2: yep. Everything, you know what I mean? And these are Billion-dollar businesses. What makes me think my... Trillion-dollar. Trillion-dollar. Trillion what makes you think my regular ass could sit up here and be regular forever, not change up, not rebrand, or do something like that? So that's why you know I come back with something else exciting every chance I get.
3: Yeah. How, how you adapt with music? Because the sound of music changes so much, whether it was trap music, drill music, like, crunk music back in the days. Like, do you feel as an artist that you need to just stay true to your sound or do you feel like you need to change your sound as new music starts to evolve? I think it's important that I grow with the music, but I don't. Just become trendy. I stay not. in my line. Yeah, yeah, I
2: don't. Yeah, I definitely don't chase the trend. I definitely not chasing the trend, but I'm not staying in a space where it sounds like I'm ha 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 ha, you know. He be the bop bop. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm not gonna like just stand on the <laughs> principle of real hip hop and all of that <laughs> stuff. I'm hum, not boom, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, yeah
0: I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Was that part to so find that balance? You know, was that part of the the, the conscious uh, awareness of having LeBron uh, as an A and R on the the from the, uh, the two albums ago?
2: Yeah, rapper go to the league. I so, the league, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so what happened with that was Le, first of all, LeBron is a very good friend of mine. Yeah. Two, Le, LeBron loves music very well. Yeah. Three, he's LeBron James. Right. <laughs> well, let's stop. Right, he's LeBron James, (laughs) right? LeBron, and what he also does that all the other people that he gets compared to on the court didn't do was loudly support mm. hip-hop and black artists. Like, he do this. Back of the Maybach. AI, N.A.I. Yeah, 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 yeah. NAI. You know, back of the Maybach. But like, Tagging them in the stories and all yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. like, like you know, LeBron is working out to Young Dolph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like a, a Memphis independent rapper. That's yeah, a that's fact. A like, he ain't doing this in his headphones, like, not trying to let you know he, yeah. he
0: fuck with you. The T Grizzly joint. Like, like, yeah, he he, he, he <laughs> yeah. lets you
2: know he fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I do the uh, album called Rapper Go To The League, he got the same kind of um, initiative that he pushing called More Than An Athlete, which is kind of like the same, like it aligns, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm saying like, in my album, I'm trying to say like, they saying the only thing we can do is like, dribble or come up with a 16. But in the album, I tried to talk about us being able to do more and even with the rollout. And, I think somebody told him he couldn't come in on some just dribble. Shut up and dribble yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tell them, folk, bro, I'm more than an athlete. The fuck is you talking about? You know what I mean?" So that connected that idea, and then the AR idea became because I let him hear the music early, then I let him trim some of the fat and just listen to his ideas because he riding around listening to listening to the listening to the music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. Yeah, it was one of my, you know, genius rollouts that I liked.
0: (laughs) I mean, this rollout is incredible, too. I wanted to talk about that. But, like, yeah, the LeBron thing was crazy. Like, "Rule the World is probably one of my my favorite joints you got. got Thank you. That A. Marie sample. Yeah. Which which was crazy. So the the process of getting these rollouts, man, like now I, I just saw you took over a restaurant in Atlanta. Crystals, yeah. Like who are you coming up with all the ideas for these campaigns? I saw that the tank was out there. Yeah, it's my, it's it, my it, tank.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: it's, it's um, is it let like me a use team? your tank
0: for, for your
2: idea. Uh, yeah, man. Well, well, first of all, I just announced that I'm I'm head creative marketer at Crystals, which is a a very identifiable restaurant down south. They just need some revamping some credibility, some new things on the menu, mm-hmm. some redesign and restructure. And the dude that owns it cool as hell and gave me an opportunity to do that and spread my wings. Fast forward to my album dropping and I need this, I need somewhere to do the activation, right? I got like my album cover is a shoebox, which I like to call my first bank account. Mm-hmm. It's where I learn how to save money, stash money. Uh, it was literally my ATM. When I went in my shoebox late at night, I, sometimes I feel like, damn, you know you ain't supposed to be doing this. I'm somewhere gambling. I'm somewhere I'm messing up my real money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I put this box up, it was my hope that it related or it just caught a bunch of hustlers' attention and made them feel a certain nostalgic way about when that's all you had was a shoebox. Like if somebody took that shoebox, it will be curtains for you. <laughs> Lights out. Yeah. Lights out. So I have a life-size one that I'm selling merch out of, playing the album out of. And that's in the parking lot that I got the tank in front of yeah. and all of that stuff. So it's just, it's fun. And of course, I got a team to help me, you know, flesh out ideas. But once I come with the title name and then the album cover, everything else is like, mm, maybe we could do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe we can do that.
3: Yeah. So, um, Talk about, I want to talk about like the fashion and all that, because I feel like rap is very synonymous with like entertainment or like even wrestling in a sense where it's like growing up, you had your favorite wrestler, but it wasn't so much how good of a wrestler he was. It was like what he was doing. Who was your guy? Um, I like British Bulldog. Okay. I like British Bulldog.
2: Um, But I
0: thought the British, it was two of them though. No, no, he what had that? a partner. Had, it was a tag team. It was British Bulldogs, right? I thought yeah, it was he had Br- a tag team partner. I think it was his brother.
2: Yeah, I think I thought it was called the British Bulldogs, though. I
0: yeah, thought yeah, it was too plural. Plur? Plur? The yeah. British Bulldogs is, is like it's, a real yeah. dude. My, I'm, oh, because I'm an ultimate world Watch
3: your man, Randy Savage. Legend. Also, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, Legend. yeah. Legend Elizabeth, Hulk mm. Hogan, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Legion and Doom was one of my guys. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. But yeah, so they
3: all yeah. like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so I feel like rap is the same way. Like Road you got you got <laughs> you got rappers like Snoop, who you know what I'm saying that's his persona. Snoop, Jay Z he's a mystery man. You never see him. You got Nas. You got T.I. You got Lil Wayne. 2 chains. so was this something that you thought about, like crafting, like how I want to present myself to the public, or this is just like who you are and it's just like. No, I, try, I try to uh, be as transparent as possible.
2: I don't want to uh, lose that excitement when people see me when I walk in the room by being out too much, or, you know, over mm-hmm. myself. I'm at Escobar probably more than I'm at any other place. It's not far from my studio. We got great food, great vibes. That's what you might see me at. Other than that, I'm not trying to be at everything, every event, next to every person to get a, a photo op. That's just not me. I think I'm just preserving my brand, and I know who
0: I am. I know what I got. So, yeah. mm-hmm. we could stay on the fashion part because, like a few years ago, you had to to deal with uh, Versace, but mm-hmm. the shoes. So how did that come about? Because I know it was a, a black designer that helped create the shoe. It was a black designer that helped put the deal together. Put the deal together, so the together too. So, so, so what something. what what was that like? Again, was it like obviously. You, there's a lot of brands coming after you. Is this one you were like I want to create something with this brand because I'm wearing it? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it,
2: you know, this was a manifestation with uh, and also with somebody that I know that was they got in with them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the idea started coming to fruition with the name of the shoe and the design of the shoe and I think he thought it would be, you know, cool. To, it was a duel with two people, you know what I mean, and brought me in mm-hmm. and I met the higher ups. And it was, for me, the situation was for a year. It really looks good on my resume. And it piped up the brand. Yeah. Cause Versace really wasn't doing nothing until we dropped the chain reaction. I mean, they were doing something because they are a legendary brand. Yeah. But at that particular time, they kind of was down a little bit. And this was like, you know, the dad shoe started coming out. I was gonna say. Yeah. So it's like big, bulking, and these shoes made short people feel tall. <laughs>
3: Very important. Yeah. So So you was on Versus, um, versus Richly Made News. I think all of the people that were involved with Versus actually have some level of ownership. Mm-hmm. When they got purchased, Yeah. Kim had actually he said a freestyle about that. Um so talk about that, like your experience actually like working with Swiss and Tim and then like, you know, being business part. Like what's your what's your thoughts on how that whole situation kind of played out?
2: I just think we gotta protect, you know, Swiss, man. He one of those you know, he wanted the founders a good energy, man. Mm. He my Virgo brother. and He always got good compass, good compensation, good game. And uh, he he told me personally how he, him and Tim, you know, wanted to give back and wanted to think outside the box by offering people who did the verses, a piece of the company once it went public. So uh, me and him spoke about it plenty of times. We actually speak a lot, Swiss and myself. And uh, he's just one of those people that didn't have to do that.
0: Yeah. You didn't have
2: to do that. Yeah.
0: What's going on, Ernest? Look, at 26, I made one of the most important decisions of my life. That's right. I didn't have family at the time, but I did have a life insurance policy. A wise man told me life insurance isn't about the people who die. It's about the people who live. It's one of the best ways to secure generational wealth for your family's future. And it makes perfect sense why people get life insurance, especially term coverage, which surprisingly is affordable. Why not pay a little bit each month to secure the future of the people you love long-term? If you're asking yourself that question, I want you to check out Ladder. Ladder makes it impressively fast and easy to get coverage. You just need a few minutes and a phone or a laptop to apply. Ladder's algorithms work instantly, so you'll know right away if you're approved for coverage. No hidden fees, and you can cancel any time. Since life insurance costs more as you age... Now is the time to get started. So check out Ladder today to see if you're instantly approved. Go to ladderlife.com slash E-Y-L. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash E-Y-L. That's ladderlife.com slash E-Y-L. You know how this works. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Secure your family's future right now. Nobody would have like been like,
2: damn boy, you know, you had me up. there, you should
0: have shot me something. Nobody would have said <laughs> that. Cause it's all
2: about really every artist always wanted to kind of like get they flowers while
0: they here. And the verses is a great way to do that. Yeah, and his, it wouldn't have changed his legacy if he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he did, and now it gets to extend other people's legacies, is vitally important. I think that's incredible. Yeah.
3: What's your thoughts on the on the future versus being that you you know part owner of it? Like, how you feel about the franchise of versus?
2: Yeah, I don't have any say so of it. He's just like. I mean, like just like I mean, as, just as like, what do you just think about it? Like. I think it's one of the dope things that got us through the pandemic. I, like I said, it gives artists their, their flowers while they're here. You actually see your peers logging on. It's not as heavily, I don't think it has as much traffic as it did when everybody couldn't go nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you'd be like, damn, I'm missing such and such, you know. That's how I was trying to catch up with like dipset, and lying like, oh. <laughs> but, you know, when the others were, were happening, that's all we had to do Yeah. so now it's just the world has opened up a little bit more so
3: yeah um, shout, shout out to Swiss man we, we actually had the honor of being front row for that Dipset Locks battle we were legendary that was
0: legendary yeah, shout out to Kiss that one for yeah shout out to Kiss
3: Um. let me ask you this before we wrap we're talking about Atlanta like you know that's like our second home shout out to everybody in Atlanta seeing the evolution of Atlanta not just from a music everybody always talks about Atlanta musically we know that but Well, we're in the entrepreneur space, so we go down there and we look at it from an entrepreneur standpoint, and it's encouraging to see so many black own businesses so many like everywhere you go it's like a black owned pool hall black owned oh yeah Atlanta's there. Like, so what's your what's your thoughts on on that side of Atlanta like i said everybody asks the question about Atlanta music everybody working together that's what's your thoughts on Atlanta business for black artists?
2: i mean it's probably it's probably worth researching but we probably have the most black owned businesses in the in the world mm-hmm. let me rephrase that maybe not
3: cuz <laughs> maybe africa in america definitely in, in, america. America. in america in america yeah for sure. outside of africa we we'll say yeah be like, somebody just looked up. <laughs> like, Nigeria, you're gonna have like a million Nigerians at the door. I'm yeah, like, nah, um, but definitely, but
1: definitely,
3: somebody's like, so <laughs> me, what did he
1: say?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah
3: what that was saying that what you say they got the most black owned businesses yeah in America for sure.
2: um, opportunities for black but it's you know it's changing sure if you can see it changing somebody's probably somebody's fed up the prices are going up yeah prices crazy somebody's fed up man you know the because this stuff has always been available, our mindset changed. Mm-hmm. This stuff has been here, yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. property. Mm-hmm. And now, and now, when I see something for sale, I stop and take a picture of it. I don't just ride past stuff that's for sale or for lease or nothing no more. I don't care where I am in the world. And I think our programming is just different, especially in Atlanta. It's so it's just so attainable. You really know somebody that you went to school with, that own this, that own, you know what I mean? It's so, it just, it ain't no movie down there. You see these little movies where these, this town was like, no, nah, we own this whole block. <laughs> I own these three buildings. I own the dirt. I don't just own the business of Escobar. That's the, you get it, Escobar's this business. I own the dirt up under here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is that this one, bitch
0: can be whatever I want it to be. Is that one of your investment strategies? Like I'm gonna get the dirt first and then we're gonna put something on, yeah, on I'm the dirt. Yeah, de- that's
2: definitely me, yeah. getting the dirt. I got, I'm get, I am get letters every month from somebody trying to buy it or somebody telling me I need to do something with this structure. Cause I'm playing that monopoly grab. I'm, I'm playing this, I'm buying this dirt. I'm buying this dirt. I ain't been able to renovate a lot of that stuff, yeah. but I own the dirt. Four houses get you the hotel
3: all of that monopoly <laughs> how is it for you to see because you're from atlanta to see houses, like you said houses used to be 50 whatever now those same houses on the west end or like by mercedes benz stadium is a couple hundred thousand like how is it to see that ain't nothing a couple hundred
2: thousand no more it used to be so when it was a couple hundred thousand we was taking it for granted i was telling people i was like man it's like this thing this building four i i'm like man we spoiled mm. i'm like in a minute 'Cause of like a lot I've been mean, I bought two or three buildings for like half a million. But I started thinking like what cars cost and what jewelry costs. And I'm like, um that's what made me start buying buildings because I know like you especially in New York, man, you can get three pieces and be in half a million. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so started buying buildings. So yeah, I'm buying buildings. Let that go over your head. But please. Buildings.
3: They said um Ballcat is thinking about succeeding from the city of Atlanta. You heard about that?
2: Yeah, I be hearing a lot about it. Um I, don't, I think the mayor got to be cool with that or something. You know what I'm saying? And we got a new mayor by the name of Andre. He from the west side of Atlanta. You know, our last mayor name was Keisha. Keisha, yeah, yeah. yeah, then yeah. we got Andre. <laughs> then we got Dre. <laughs> you
0: know what I'm saying?
2: Come to Atlanta. Come to come. I think
0: they need to put your side, your picture up when we enter the airport. I know I see Dominique all the time. I see Ludacris all the time. You see Luda and JD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we need to, like, this is my city.
2: Well, you know, they had the song called Welcome to Atlanta, so I think it's conceptual to, like, the airport. To that song? Oh, okay. You know that AM makes part. sense. Welcome to Atlanta. You got Louis. Okay, JD, welcome. J.D., you know okay. what I'm saying? Play on that. Because it's a lot. You got to think Atlanta. We've been running the rap
0: game for 20 years, so it's yeah. tons of artists they could put up, like, for real. We but piped up. Here's why I think you should be up there, right? We're going to flip this into one of your investments. Basketball is one of your loves. hmm College Park. Skyhawks. Minority investor. Yeah. Investor. I don't even want to put minority on it. Investor. But they have... Minority owner. Owner. I'm sorry. Owner. They have the College Park. Uh, Skyhawks as one of the the billboards when you're walking in. There. All right, say less. We gotta get you in there. Say less. Next time you come through, the to Tony. <laughs> Tony. Say less. Yeah, I
2: mean, I'm about to call. The, I'm about to call the call now. I'm about to make that happen. <laughs> See something? You know, I be playing stuff down like it don't be a problem but since you say they need to see my face when they coming down that
3: escalator
2: I'm going to make it happen
3: Well talk about that that's important people don't might not know that you're, you're an owner in a sports team Yeah College Park Skyhawks is a
2: byproduct of Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm. uh, the G-, N- G League right? G League yeah yep. it's affiliate of the NBA I've been blessed to have players on the team make it to the NBA couple games some get contract so I live vicariously through that <laughs> because I enjoy basketball so much. Yeah. I still do. And uh this was just a minor step and learning lesson before I am actually a part of an NBA
0: team. Yeah.
3: That's your ultimate
0: goal? I, Go that, I, I was thinking like that's where we're going with it. Because there's two places we can see you. Yeah, we can see you at basketball. We're definitely going to see you courtside at the Hawks game. Yeah, you're definitely going to see me there. <laughs> we're definitely going to see you there.
3: Uh, let me ask you this before we wrap. Hip-hop question. Um, yeah, Atlanta. I don't want to say Mount Rushmore. Top five. Your personal. Like, what's your personal? Yeah,
2: I got asked this already, so it's real easy. And I'm not going to say me, all five of them. My Atlanta top five would be Andre 3000. It'd be T.I., uh, Jeezy, Gucci, and Future. That's a strong five. Can't argue that.
3: Yeah, nah. Can't
2: argue that. (laughs) B?
3: Yeah. That's That's
2: solid. It's pretty bulletproof right there. Yeah. But, you know.
3: Lil Baby's making a strong case, though. No. He's climbing up
2: there. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I can go. Lil Baby, I can go. And not even me. I'm not even talking about me. I go saha you know what i'm saying when you talk about just saha so the prince the prince side uh, when you talk about migos. just migos
3: oh yeah forgot about me. migos Quavo. you can do them pick, yeah pick one Quavos. Just yeah,
2: pick we'll just them <laughs> put them <laughs> as one yeah put them they as one yeah. but yeah Atlanta, migos. man migos. man we got it. it's like a menu you know what I mean you look at the menu and you can find something from Atlanta. there. <laughs> are like,
0: wait, you forgot that? that. Satisfy your, you forgot oh dog, 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 yeah, <laughs> you forgot the- that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, nah, and yeah, he though.
2: be he he be snapping too. Exactly. Snapping, <laughs> like, exactly. you know. Think, uh, like I said, Atlanta. You got that menu. You just see what you want to f- you fulfill your appetite for the day. You know what I'm saying, Atlanta. Though you put Atlanta artists on a piece of paper
0: though, or on your playlist, you know what I mean? You're gonna have a nice time. You put that playlist together, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah.
3: (laughs) A lot of classic music came out of Atlanta, for sure. Shout out to the A. My pleasure, my brother. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for rocking with us, man. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate you, brother. It's been dope. All right. Anything you want to let the people know that you might not have spoken about, anything like that?
2: Dope don't sell itself, man. Check it out. Check me out. New things on the way.
3: have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. My graduates from my school, being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop.